Hey, baby combo in the building um, for the intro of episode 500. Hey. Yeah. Welcome to Combo Score. That's right, baby combo in the building. Episode 500, what a milestone. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. And thank you to all of the wonderful guests that have been on Combo's Court. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca, don't do it to him. Court, episode 500. We decided to do things a little bit differently today. I'm going to put on that guest hat, and we brought the CEO of Pro Reps to be the host. He's been here since the beginning of the journey. A lot of people actually ask him. I'm actually acting like the host again because I'm so used to it, but a lot of people actually ask him, why aren't you on Combo's Court? But he actually was. I think it was, uh, what was it, LJ? What was it, episode what was that? Two or three. That was back in the day, back in the beginning, you know, when you didn't have a an office or an assistant or <laughs> uh, access to the proper equipment to actually do your job correctly. But you came a long way, Combo. I'm super proud of you, honestly. It's honing in on episode 500. This is big time, big stuff. A lot of great guests, you know, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. Happy to be here. Well, it's your show, actually, since you're the host of episode 500. It is quite the honor, if I do say so myself, to be the host because, you know, I put out podcasts where I was the guest, but that's more repurposing it from other shows. I don't think I've ever done like a Combos Court exclusive where I'm the interviewee. So this is big, LJ. So don't mess up. All right, my guy, don't mess up. <laughs> you, put a pressure now. you put a lot of pressure on me. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I thought I was ready, but at this point, I'm a little nervous now. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. So let's get down to the, the nitty gritty. You know, um, I'm going to start off with some simple questions that I'm sure everybody wants to know your journey and how you can kind of provide some gems to people who come after you. So uh, what inspired you to start this podcast? I think it all started from my last year playing overseas. I wanted to get into play by play and commentary, but just going through the journey of being a podcaster, I really fell in love with having conversations with people and entertaining people. I always felt like I was somewhat of an entertainer. So that was definitely part of it. And I thought it was a natural progression because I wanted to talk to people, have great conversations. Maybe that would lead to play by play. But as I said, like during that journey, I don't even know if that's the goal anymore. It's more just like continuing to make, great conversations, high level conversations at a higher level. So, you know, it's been a lot of fun and I feel like we're just getting started. As you continue to grow combos court and you've experienced everything up until this point, what do you think it'll take to get through your next 500 episodes? Some things that you saw in the beginning of the journey where you're like, you know what? I got down this, I got down this rabbit hole, you know, and I got out alive. I'm at episode 500. But to get to the next 500, what do you think it'll take? I think I already started that process because podcasting has changed so much in the, what, five or six years I've been doing it already. It's been December 2017. You do the math. But, you know, I think when if you look at the definition of podcasting, I don't know if it changed. It was really just a digital radio on demand show. And now I feel like when people think about podcasting, 
they think video, right? Like they want to see the visuals. And I think I've done a good job at that, especially this year. I don't know if it was a resolution, but I wanted to do more in studio pods and I've been doing that. Um, in August, I wanted to do at least one a month and I think we're around 10 now already. So we're pushing at a great pace and I want to continue with the visual aspect of it. I would say past that, probably the next step would be, which I haven't got to yet, is having my own network and doing live shows. That's where the progression is as of now, but you never know where that could go. Super dope. That would be crazy. It wouldn't be crazy, but it would be amazing to maybe see you host a live podcast in an arena yeah. or a stadium. MSG, let, let, let's put it into existence, you know, from the city. That'd be super dope. Yeah. What do you think is one of the most valuable lessons you've learned from becoming a podcaster? I don't know if it's a lesson, but I be I feel like I became more fluent. I know how to navigate conversations at a higher level. And I think as much as it helped me with the podcast, it has helped me outside the podcast, just having great conversations. And I think when you feature others, but I also learn a lot on top of that, like think about how much I've learned over this journey from other people. And the great thing is, is even though I learned from them, they haven't lost that knowledge. So it's a win-win and they get to kind of, have their voice broadcasted on my platform. So it's always a win-win for everybody. I actually forgot your original question because I went off on a rant. Learned from podcasting. How important communication is, right? And how that could change your life, becoming a better communicator, not only on the podcast, but off the podcast. And do you feel more that you learned that or that you were able to double down on what we kind of already know, even as players, and people people always harp on communication is important, communication important. But did it take this specific journey for you to be like, you know what, I'm standing on that? You know, because we, as athletes in all spaces, like when you're on the court, they always say, communicate, talk, talk to each other, like let each other know. When you're in relationships, communicate. Women, communicate. Tell them what you're really thinking, you know? So more than actual lesson i think it sounds more like it it kind of reinforced right i think when you experience it it hits different right so i've definitely experienced how my life has changed and i've had a good life you know all the way through but i think life has got even better as i became a better communicator so yeah i think the journey and living in it has definitely shown me how important communication is and to be honest i don't have any regrets about basketball but i guess if i could go back in time I probably would have been a slightly better communicator on the court. I think that could always help, you know, your journey through. So I think in every way that this journey has definitely let me know that communication is so very important. Right. And it even makes you more dangerous, right? You're a more dangerous person, the more fluent you are. Um, not dangerous in a bad way, but just dangerous in the terms of reaching your goals and what you want to do in life. What does a, a day in the life of combo look like? See, I feel like part of what I do is not actually showing the hard work that goes into what I do because, first of all, I think it's good to be a little bit mysterious. And second of all, I just want to entertain others and they don't need to know the work that goes into it. I don't know if that answers your question. Well, it doesn't even need to be about, well, the question wasn't meant to be about your process behind making pods it was really about combo what does combo do you know oh like, that's a good that's a good question the follow-up question, follow question was how do you balance everything in your real life with the podcast so it's really 
you wake up and, and, and what does that look like? You know, that's that's a great question, because what I don't show on social media is as much as probably my time with my son. Like my day starts with my son, you know, taking him to school, making sure he's ready and just enjoying my time with him. Like I don't look at the cell phone for the first hour or two of the day. And I just really enjoy that time with my son, bring him to school or whatever he has to do. Um, I have a routine in the morning I go through, you know, cold shower, maybe read a little bit, make my bed, maybe very small exercise, or I'll even exercise on my way back from taking my son to school, whether that be calisthenics or something else. But, you know, a lot of exercise goes into my day. And I know a lot of people realize that I exercise a lot because I do post, you know, on social media. But, you know, I don't definitely don't show everything what I do in that regard. And and reading is a big part of my life, too. That's not shown to the public. Uh, I read a lot of books. So how do you balance all those things that people may not know that you're involved with with podcasting? Because podcasting is a it's a full time job when you see yeah. other podcasters and other platforms about finding guests and the creative process and all the nuances of podcasting, how do you how do you basically make sure everything in life gets its fair share of attention? Well, as I said, it all starts with my son, but after that, a more practical a more practical tip would be like write it down and get it done. Quite simply. Like I like to write eight things down that I'm gonna do for the day the night before and why eight? Why eight? I just that's like the sweet spot. I don't know. Okay. I feel like if you do too many, it won't you won't put enough attention into each of the eight or into each thing you want to do. And if you don't do enough, you know, we talk about drops in the bucket, me and you. There won't be enough drops in the bucket, right? If you're only doing one or two things a day. So I feel like over time, eight has been the sweet spot where I could give each thing enough attention while getting enough drops in the bucket each day that add up over time, as you know, in your own endeavors. I would say when we were younger, the space of has changed. The, the the dynamic has shifted from competitiveness to collaborating. In the event that you would have a benchmark or competition, do you see anybody in this space as competition or a benchmark where you say, you know what? This is a measuring stick or not even a measuring stick. This is something to kind of strive for or set myself apart. I, I feel, feel like, like in basketball, that measuring stick was always Michael Jordan. You know, like everybody was trying to score, play defense, win six rings, you know. So yeah. uh, in your space, what does that look like? I think it's a collective and I am a very competitive person. So I would say it's that not letting anybody else be more consistent than me. You know, you could say what you want. If you love my podcast, if you don't love my podcast, if you love somebody else's podcast, if you don't love their podcast, there's one thing that's undeniable, right? Either you're consistent or you're not. And I never want to let the competition, whoever that may be. And I don't even know if that's a specific person. That's just something in my head because I know it helps me be competitive. Never let them out consistent me. And I think the proof is in the pudding. I mean, we're having episode 500 right here. So I think I've done a good job at that. Now it's just realizing what I have to be focused on in terms of that consistency. 
as I said, like, you know, we're doing more in-studio pods now, right? The the focus have kind of shifted. But just staying consistent is always key. And I never want to let the competition, if the competition exists, if the competition doesn't exist, whatever that may be, just never let them out consistently. If you had to say, what would be the metrics to a good podcast? You know, like, let's just say they were to create a competitive aspect to podcasting. What do you think the metrics would be? You know, like we, I always hear you speaking on your podcast about what makes a great athlete, what makes a great player, you know, what do you think the metrics for a podcaster would be? Yeah. I think you have to have a healthy balance of structure and creativity because if it's too structured, it's going to sound robotic. And if it's too fluid, I don't know if creativity was the right word. If it's too fluid, it could just go anywhere and you could be having a conversation that nobody cares about, right? You could just be talking about nothing. And some podcasts talk about stuff like that. It's almost like YouTube. You know, you start off searching basketball. Next thing you know, you're watching, I don't know, Big Cat Diaries. Yeah, right, right. I am a hoops-based show, even though I talk more than basketball. You don't, you want to have some kind of structure where the conversation is going in a direction you want to go in, but you know, as I said before, you definitely want to have a plan and a structure to it. As you go through time, you're going to realize that you could get less and less rigid and not even think about it. A big key to podcasting, and here's another, you know, practical idea is like the segue. And I think that's so important to be able to shift from topic to topic with fluency. I think that's so very important and it's imperative that you have that skill. So So many things going into it. Another thing is you have to be able to think about the next topic while the person is still on the last topic and how they flow in between each other. It's definitely tough, but with time, you get better and better at it. Gotcha. So there's no opportunity to say cut and replay, huh? I mean, there is is always editing after, right? So we could make some of your segues sound a little bit better when they hear this, Lauren. So don't worry. Don't worry. You're good. A lot of people do want to know this question because I hear it around the city. How does one get on combos court? There are metric. Is it accolades? Is there a waiting list? Do I, is it combo? I got to hear it. I think it has to be somebody that I want to have a conversation with. And a big plus for anybody is always, if you have your own podcast, that always helps because you kind of, have an idea of the space and the kind of conversation that you're getting yourself into. That always helps. But obviously, you know, I've I've had former NBA players, platinum recording artists, doctors, authors. So, you know, they all don't always have their own podcast. But I think, you know, it's just it's called Combo's Court. So it has to be somebody that Combo wants to have a conversation with. And then sometimes it's more topic based. What have I been interested in lately? And maybe this person is an expert or a leader in their field in that topic. As Combo's Court has grown, a lot of people in the streets, you know, they stop me. How do I get on the show? I think, you know, if you maybe build your own podcast and you stay consistent with that, I think that's a great way to get on Combo's Court. I don't know how well that answered your question, but, you know, sometimes it's the right fit. Sometimes they might have great content or have a great mind themselves, but it's just not the right time and place. Always the politician. Always the politician. That wasn't political. That was a good answer. Can we see a co-host in the future of Combo's Court? 
And what does that look like? Yeah, I think that's interesting. And I think I almost have had co-hosts on the show, even though it wasn't official. Like, there's a lot of recurring guests like Coach Nick and Max and Pierre and Mr. Fomer Simpson. So I think we have had some form of that. And I love having new and interesting guests, as you know, on the pod. But I do think it's great when you build some kind of rapport and chemistry with somebody. So those are kind of like co-hosts in a sense. But I'm definitely open to having maybe a revolving door of co-hosts in the future. But maybe we could do a series or maybe it could be a revolving door of co-hosts. And it's almost that without even trying with the recurring guests that I've talked about right here. So I do think there is some element of that. And. You never know. Maybe sometime in the future there will be an official co-host. I, I would, I definitely wouldn't close the door on that. And on top of that, maybe that co-host will become the host of Combo's Court, and Combo's Court removes himself from Combo's Court in some crazy way and goes on to the Combo Show somewhere. You never know. You know, I always like that name, the Combo Show. So I'm putting that in the air. That might be the progression. While maybe yeah, one they day, say in order to accomplish great things, you got to think out there. You know, while someone yeah. might. That's not possible in their own space of podcasting. You putting out these tidbits into the drops in the bucket. I could see that happening where the combo show requires more time, but builds enough audience where combo support has a new official host where maybe you come in as a special guest every so often. Yeah, I think, you know, if I maybe remove myself from the equation from this and somebody else could take it over and I could just drop in. That'd be great. I say as as of right maybe now, baby combo. maybe baby combo, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, he's really into um cars and trucks and construction right now. So maybe he'll have his own construction podcast. I don't know. But, you know, I, I don't see that happening anytime really soon because I feel like I'm still building what I'm doing here on combos court. So fans out there, don't fret. I'm still here, especially for now. Do you have any tips for the next generation of podcasters um, to kind of grow their platform and engage their audiences and take their podcast to the next level? Yeah, I would say at first, don't think about the engagement or how many followers you have or how big your platform is. It's really focusing in on having the conversations you want to have with the people you want to have them with about the topics you want to talk about and staying consistent. When you stay consistent, and stay true to yourself, the sky's the limit. I want to thank you again for giving me the opportunity to interview you. You know, this is a big accomplishment. Congrats, number 500, with another 500 on the way. Maybe we'll see you back, episode 1,000. Hopefully. <laughs> nah, but you know, you've been here for the whole journey, and I appreciate all your feedback you've given me over the years about the podcast because you know you're a close friend of mine you've seen it from the beginning you see my journey i've seen your journey and how much you've grown with pro reps for those who don't know what pro reps is can you let them know yes yeah, so pro reps is a basketball training company we're based on the upper west side we offer private training sessions group training sessions we offer te teams for kids 8 to 18 and and the goal is just to provide a platform and a space for kids to play the game that they love in a safe space. And I'm so 
blessed to have had the opportunity that basketball was able to navigate me and navigate my journey from being a high school player to a Division One scholarship player to playing overseas and now coaching um, at NYU and then moving on from that and now having this basketball training company that I don't know if I can ever walk away from the game completely or that I ever have to, but as long as the game exists, I'll be around it and a part of it in some capacity. And you're an author as well. I am. I am. Because I actually read it a, a bunch of yes, times, a baby combo. Journey. It's, a, yeah. it's a kid's book. You know, yeah. it's about giving your best effort and uh, taking advantage of opportunities because you might not get a second chance. But if you get a second chance, don't fumble, you know, put your head down and stay the course. Awesome. Well, Lawrence, thank you so much for being the host in this exclusive combo interview. You did a great job. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. Thank you for having me. Episode 500, we're here. Combo Nation. Ah! Thank you to everyone who tunes into Combo's Court across the globe. 500 episodes. What a milestone. Appreciate you all. Appreciate all the wonderful guests that have been on the show. And thanks to Lawrence for hosting episode 500, the exclusive Combo interview. And be on the lookout for episode 501, Combo out.